I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Off the Boards. I'm your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me now is Memphis assistant basketball coach Cody Topper. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So, first, coach, I think let's let's get the obvious out of the way. I'm sure the the last week to week and a half for you has been absolutely insane. So, uh, you know, for those who you know can't see behind the scenes don't know what's going on with you guys what what has the last week been like yeah I mean I think it's unprecedented is really the word that I would use because I don't think anybody's been in this territory before right just having an understanding of um, what not only we face as a program but what the country is facing uh, it's I mean it's something that you know quite honestly there's a lot of unknowns uh, there's a lot of question marks, uh, you know, can be scary. And, uh, you know, I know we're all going to be excited when life goes back to normal. As you mentioned, this is a difficult situation for, for every team because every coaching staff in the country had to go to their guys and say, you know, we can't play our conference tournament or we can't play in the NCAA tournament. We don't have a shot to get in the NCAA tournament now because everything's done. What was that moment like having to having to tell the guys that and, and kind of break that news to them and, and kind of help them manage it and walk through a situation like, as you said, is unprecedented? Well, I mean, I think that the biggest thing is there's a level of disappointment. You feel like, uh, you know, unfinished business, you know, um, we were a team that had gotten used to facing adversity. We'd been in a lot of different various adverse situations. And um, honestly, we'd learned from those. And, and I felt that, you know, we had gained some momentum here going into the tournament. So the unfortunate thing is that you get, you don't, you don't have a sense of closure when it ends. And, uh, and, and that just keeps you thinking about the what ifs, the what ifs. Um, but ultimately our health and well-being and the well-being of, you know, uh, the nation in general is, a top priority as it should be. And so, you know, our guys really handled it in a mature way. And I know for the ones who will be returning next season, uh, you know, they're only more motivated, right? Because they didn't have any closure and they're only more hungry to come back out and, and to, uh, to run it back. So coach, I just wrapped up the final episode of the Hardaway documentary and, and you spoke towards the end about the players and how much dedication they and work they had put in up to this point. And you got a little bit emotional when speaking about it. So can you walk us through that and go a little bit more in depth on that? Because you guys as a coaching staff really dedicate so much time and so much energy into uh, the stuff that people don't see, the practices, the meetings, like in that final episode, you sitting down with Malcolm, an individual player and going over specific things. So can you just go a little bit more in depth? depth on on how emotional it was and how emotional that situation was as a whole yeah i mean i think the biggest thing is it's really hard to come to grasp grasp with the uh in terms with the the actual finality of it right that it's done and that that's the last time we're going to see that particular iteration of the memphis basketball team um 
you know, the guys put so much into it. Uh, the staff put so much into it. And when I say staff, I mean everybody from the academic staff to the equipment staff, to the rehab staff, to the training staff, um, all across the board. You know, everybody pours their heart and soul into uh, the program, into the team, into the city, and into putting that product on the floor uh, at the high levels. And so, you know, when it's just taken from you so abruptly, it's definitely difficult. And uh, you always are going to be thinking about what if, right? Because, you know, you, you, we felt a, ty- a certain type of way about some of the momentum that we had gathered and, and some of the great practices we've had leading up to it. And, you know, just to see our team also celebrate Precious winning his individual awards, his team awards uh, was something that really kind of brought us together at a different level. So it would have been fun to, to see how everything shook out, but uh, we'll never know. And so now we have to just focus forward. So as you as you just mentioned, I mean, now you kind of just have to move forward and control what you can control. And I know uh, you guys are probably still working on multiple things on on how to navigate this situation. But another thing that this can affect that many people still haven't started turning towards is recruiting, uh, you know, pot- uh, potentially like the spring evaluation period and, and what's going to go on in these times. So uh, not not to get too in-depth here, because I know there's a lot of things you guys have to keep close to the vest, but how difficult of a situation is it going to be able to navigate with recruiting with what's going on at this time? Well, I think that the big thing is, is that you're not able to really get in-person evaluations, um, you know, on prospective recruits uh, looking forward. I mean, there's certain guys who, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty far down the road, right? You're no longer evaluating and you're just moving towards, you know, relationship building and, and ultimately, you know, whatever decision may come. But, the bottom line really at the, uh, at the, at the end of the day is, you know, at least we're all in a level playing field in terms of that. And so you've got to find creative ways to separate your program. You've got to find creative ways to get evaluations through video or whatever the case may be. And uh, then try to lock in on, on who you're targeting and put together a strategy and a plan so that whenever these, you know, sanctions are lifted and things kind of return to a more normal period uh, and, and perhaps, you know, summer, AAU is being played, then, you know, we have uh, a good idea of where we need to be and who we need to see. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. So, Coach, you've been through so many seasons as a player and as a coach, and and I can't imagine that you've had one quite similar to this. I mean, as you've pointed to a couple of times, it was a roller coaster of a season. Uh, there was a lot of adversity that, that you guys had to overcome. So, you know, for your first season at Memphis, how do you think, you know, when it's all said and done, obviously it's hard to reflect at this point, but when you sit back and reflect on this past season, you know, how do you think that you will view uh, your first year as a, as a Memphis coach? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest way I would view it is as a building block, right? So we laid an element of a foundation that we're trying to establish, of a culture that we're trying to establish, and we laid one one building block. And so what we need to do now is build on that and take it to the next level. And I think that that's the goal for everybody here. Um, and I think that uh, that we're going to do our best to go and, and uh, kind of evaluate things that we can do better. Uh, things that we did well, build on those, and really help our players take their games to the next level. 
So when you look at the roster, I mean, you guys obviously have a pretty pretty good idea of who's going to come back. Isaiah being the lone senior, uh, still up in the air on what Precious ultimately decides to do. But I think you guys have a pretty good idea of what you'll have next year. How excited are you to see the continued development of some of these guys that really started to come along, especially throughout their freshman season? Well, I mean, for me, like the off season has always been a special, a special held a special place really in my heart, right? Just from when I was a player, but also. Um, you know, during my time helping pros during the off season or preparing for the next season, you know, when I was with uh, the various NBA organizations and I love it. I mean, I love it. That's really when, you know, you're able to get out there and sharpen the sword. Uh, you're able to help guys take their games to the next level. Um, and, and you can really, you know, get after it from a no holds bar standpoint, full contact workouts, really dial in on, the specifics that guys need to, to improve on within their own games, individualized player development plans. And I think that that's a different, a different element that we're going to have an opportunity to really go in on. I think last summer it was more of a get to know the guys, right? Obviously a lot of new faces from my face to players faces. And I think now that we are all comfortable with each other, uh, we can really help each other get out of our comfort zones and, and, and hopefully take our players games uh, to the next level. So you guys had to carry the tag all year of the youngest team in, in Division One, whether that was a blessing or a curse. I think a lot of times you guys wore it with pride because, you know, you're winning games as the youngest team in the country. Uh, next season, the narrative will be a little different. You guys have still a lot of young players, but a lot of young young players that have played a ton of minutes. So how helpful is it that, you know, you, you did have this season with a, with a ton of young guys playing 25-plus minutes a game, and now those guys are really ahead of the curve. Not many freshmen play as much as the guys at Memphis did. So how helpful is that going into next season? Well, you know, there's a, there's a couple ways you learn, right? You can learn by seeing. You can learn, um, you know, by watching, learn by hearing. Um, but ultimately – uh, learning by doing is really what's going to take you to the next level. So having those minutes under their belt, being in adverse situations, uh, take out the Tulsa game and our, the margin of victory for our opponents and our losses was, I think, four and a half points. Uh, and you're looking at a two-possession ball game. So we've been in a lot of pressure cookers. We've won close games. We've lost close, close games. But the good news is we've been through it all before. So the gauntlet of emotions that you feel in those circumstances, in those situations, start to become familiar. Right. And now when you've had success in those situations, now you start to expect that success. And when you expect success, I'm a big proponent of first, that's the first step towards actually finding it. Right. So expect success to find success. And I think that's what we're going to see with our guys. And that's the hope, right. That they'll just get better organically. They'll begin to get a year older. They'll be more mature. They'll have seen situations, uh, you know, before. And so there's no longer this like unknown. So um, I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, you know, kind of along the same lines with the experience, now a lot of guys have been in those situations that you were referring to, and now I think, you know, that helps them as leaders because when you come in initially, uh, you kind of look to the older guys. There weren't many older guys to look to. So how do you think this season develops some of those younger guys as leaders? Because I'm sure you guys saw saw players step up throughout the season. So how much does the leadership role impact with how many minutes they played? Well, I think that now it's really hard to lead. Uh, as a freshman, um, because there's so many unknowns. And um, so, obviously, we had a lot of freshmen. And then it's also hard to lead, right, to convince guys to follow you as a sophomore. Well, we had a, a lot of sophomores. Now, when you become a junior, right, or you become a, you know, a, a well-played, uh, you know, sophomore who's started and played significant minutes, now your voice tends to resonate more, right? Obviously, you lead, can lead by action. You can lead by example. Um, you know, but of course, 
you know, a vocal element is huge. And um, I think that our guys are going to be able to find their voices. And I think that they're going to have uh, confidence in adverse circumstances and that those voices will resonate to the rest of the players. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. So the last thing before we get out of here, Coach, uh, you're actually doing a virtual basketball coaches clinic on player development uh, tomorrow, which will be March 19th. Uh, I believe you said it is on your Twitter. We'll have it embedded in this article. Uh, and we'll also put it out there on Twitter. So for those who haven't heard or don't know about it yet, can you tell us a little bit about the coaches clinic you will be doing tomorrow? Yeah, I know. I was reached out to by a group uh, associated with the Rising Coaches Elite. Um, and what they are is uh, just a group of coaches that love to share and love to help others get better. Um, the, the lineup is quite honestly, pretty star studded. Uh, you know, Frank Martin's going to be on there speaking, uh, you know, Kevin Eastman, who's a, who's a great motivational speaker is going to be on there. They're going to have head coaches, assistant coaches, um, at the college level, there's player development coaches. So it's, uh, I think overall there's about 20 or so speakers. It's free to everyone. So the whole thought process is during this time of social distancing and quarantining and, and uncertainty, you know, how can we all help each other get better at our respective crafts? And I think that that's the plan for, you know, for this virtual clinic. And, uh, you know, it should be a lot of fun. And, you know, anybody who'd, who'd love to, 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 to get on, I'm going to share some of my views and then hopefully tie a good discussion to, uh, you know, help everybody get better. Iron sharpens iron. Well, that was Memphis assistant coach Cody Topper. Coach, I really appreciate you for joining me. No, my pleasure. Have a great one. Everybody be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers in 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.